0: How's it fellow dads to be? So imagine this for a moment. You're on the precipice of something big. Something that's going to flip your life upside down in the best way possible. No, I'm not talking about landing that corner office or backpacking across the Andes. No, 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 no. I'm talking about something way more momentous. Fatherhood. That's right. You're about to step into the awesome role of being a dad. As a soon-to-be dad, you're about to gain inside access to this whole new world called pregnancy. It's a world that's not just about cravings for pickles at 3am in the morning or picking out cute baby onesies. It's a world where you'll experience a transformation unlike any other, and you're not even the one carrying the child. A world where you'll unlock new levels of love, compassion, and patience you never knew you had. Welcome to Fitness for Fatherhood the podcast helping first-time fathers find the time to regain their health and fitness to become the superhero dads their kids look up to. I'm Stacey Liddell, your host, a qualified personal trainer, two-time amateur physique competitor, and soon-to-be dad. I firmly believe that a healthy body and mind are the cornerstones to a fulfilling life. Get ready to gain actionable tools and strategies from real-life examples to take control of your health and fitness to become the superhero dad your kids look up to hope everyone's doing well today and whether you're already a proud father or a dad in the making, welcome to an episode that's all about the amazing roller coaster ride called fatherhood. Today I'm setting off on this topic exploration. Our compass pointed straight towards the fascinating world of pregnancy and the game-changing role you're about to rock. As you prepare for this life-altering journey, my mission is to shed some light on just how powerful understanding pregnancy can be from a dad's point of view. Why? Because I believe that knowing the ins and outs of this journey equips you to step up to the plate. It'll fill you with confidence, empathy, and rock-solid support for your partner. Whether you're already riding the wave of fatherhood, changing nappies and singing lullabies, or you're in the wings, counting down the days till you meet your little one, this episode is your toolkit. It's packed with useful insights, pro tips, and a hefty dose of admiration for the incredible journey you're about to embark on or are already navigating. So what do you say, boys? Ready to dive headfirst into the mesmerizing world of fatherhood and crack open its secrets over the next week? Let's go, boys. This is one adventure you don't want to miss. All right, lads. So let's pump the brakes for a second and think about why understanding pregnancy and embracing our new dad roles is such a big deal in the world today. You see, it's my belief that the days of dads just being breadwinners or offering occasional words of wisdom are in the rearview mirror. Now, some of you might not enjoy hearing that news, while others are ready to embrace the hands-on role that fatherhood seems to be becoming in the modern era. So, I mean, what does today's parenting scene really look like? It's definitely completely transformed from when my dad was a parent back in the 80s. As modern dads, we're expected to be hands-on, nurturing, and actively rolling up our sleeves during the beautiful marathon that is pregnancy. And I guess you're still wondering, why is it so important that we get clued up about pregnancy and your up-and-coming role as dad? Well, for starters, I think it creates a rock-solid bond between yourself and your partner, as well as your soon-to-be mini-me. By knowing the ins and outs of the physical, emotional, and psychological roller coaster that pregnancy involves, you're in a prime position to offer the support and care your partner needs. This knowledge is your secret weapon, making you a steadfast pillar of understanding and crafting a safe, loving space for both mom and baby. And the great thing is that it's not just about the here and now being a well-informed, involved dad has far-reaching effects on your kid's growth. The research keeps telling us that kids flourish when they have active, engaged dads in their lives. Your new dad role doesn't end in the delivery room. It's a lifelong gig, shaping your child's world and paving their way into a bright future. Understanding pregnancy arms you with the tools to nurture your emotional well-being, boost their brain power, and foster happiness. In the grand scheme of things, fatherhood is going through an incredible metamorphosis whether you like it or not the old school gender roles are being chucked out the window and dads are expected to step up you should embrace your responsibilities with an open mind and an open heart by getting into the nitty-gritty of pregnancy and your new role you're part of this forward-thinking movement smashing stereotypes and giving a whole new meaning to being a dad There's also an added benefit of getting your head around pregnancy and gearing up to be a new dad. Not only will your family benefit, but it's also a ticket for you to personal growth. You get a front row seat to the miracle of life, strengthening your ties with humanity and broadening your understanding of empathy and compassion. So as I lead you through the world of pregnancy and the rookie dad life in this episode, I'm here to arm you with knowledge and insights that will shape your fatherhood journey. With heartwarming stories, expert tips, and practical advice, I'm inviting you to join me in this deep dive into dadhood. By the time we're through, you'll have a newfound respect for the magic of pregnancy and a renewed sense of your crucial role as a father. My wife is currently 35 weeks pregnancy, and so far what I've realized is that pregnancy is an intense transformation. It's tough physically and emotionally. It's this huge change that goes down over about the nine months, or if you want to be precise, around 40 weeks, and it's usually broken down into three trimesters. So I think what I'd like to do is walk through the trimesters, starting with trimester number one. This is the period where the most mind-blowing changes tend to happen. For the moms-to-be, you might be grappling with morning sickness, tiredness, Or bathroom trips that seem endless her body's going to be going through an all-out transformation as she's building out a life support system for the little one this includes the placenta so there's a lot that happens here and it can often feel overwhelming for moms and for dads your partner might seem more wiped out than usual or get a little bit more emotional thanks to those pesky hormones my advice is that you offer to help around the house and start lending a sympathetic ear during this period. And so, maybe what I'll do is for each trimester, I can share my experience of what we went through as a partnership, as a couple. And hopefully, you can glean some knowledge from that, or at least you can have a reference point to understand what's happening and how to deal with certain situations. As I said, the first three months of the pregnancy are often some of the toughest, and so hopefully by sharing my stories with you, you can get some hope and maybe some help for your own situation. So probably best to start off with a bit of background here. My wife and I were planning our pregnancy. We wanted to have a baby, so I know not everyone plans to have a kid, and regardless of how it happened, I just want to first obviously say a massive congratulations, and I hope that you are as excited and nervous and emotional as I was when I discovered that my wife was pregnant. And I think a good place to start is what we did once my wife missed her her period, we made sure to go out and get a very, very good, reliable home pregnancy test. And what I'd recommend here is that you don't spare any expenses when buying a home test because you want to have a certain level of reliability and you want to be sure whether or not it's worth taking the next step to follow up at the hospital. So that's what we did. And um, Just to make sure that it was the real deal. And then once we determined that my wife was pregnant, I mean, I can't even explain the hundreds of questions that started popping into my head. And to help me with answering these questions, one of the first things I did do was I bought a copy of a book specifically designed for dads who want to help and assist in pregnancy. I hope I don't butcher the author's name. It's Adrian Kulp. It's K U L P for the surname. So I hope I haven't butchered his surname there. And the book's name is We're Pregnant: The First-Time Dad's Pregnancy Handbook. And in that book there's so much great information that anything that you feel uncertain on or that I won't have time to cover here today you can definitely go and find in that book. It's really, really an amazing resource. From reading the book, I've expanded my knowledge and my vocabulary. I've learned things like darkening or bumpy areolas, bloating, and increased urinary frequency. So don't worry if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about. As I suggested, pick up a copy of the book. And you'll be familiar with all these things just as I am now. I think one of the most important things to consider about this first trimester is sit down and take a reflection, take a look at what your current lifestyle is currently like. So things like, are you a smoker? Are you a drinker? If you are, you obviously have to consider the impact that those lifestyle choices may have around your pregnant wife and remember your wife or partner is going to be forced to adjust her lifestyle as she as she carries a baby and something that we did together is the moment i found out she was pregnant i committed to not drinking for the term of the pregnancy because i felt that that would show her that we're in this together and that I will sacrifice just as she is forced to sacrifice. Another thing that we did do is that we focused a lot on what a healthy diet looks like as well. We are quite lucky in the sense that we generally are quite healthy. As I've mentioned previously, we tend to hit our diet goals, or eating rules, if you want to call them that, 80 to 85% of the time. So yes, from time to time we enjoy an ice cream or we get a burger, but most of the time we're eating home-cooked meals. We aren't replacing the snacks and treats that we used to have around the house, just to make sure that both mom and I are sticking to a healthy diet at this very, very important time. Um, Another thing that we did do immediately, because we're in South Korea, we didn't obviously know a hell of a lot about how the OBGYN and that kind of stuff works here. And we were put in contact with a local hospital. A lot of foreigners had used their services before. And thankfully, our previous home before we moved was about a 10 or 15-minute walk to the hospital, which was really great. So if we had to taxi in an emergency, we could get there in less than five minutes. Um, And that was really, really helpful. The one thing that was quite quite hectic was that in Korea, obviously, the city we live in, there's a bit of a language barrier. Even with highly educated people like doctors, there was a little bit of a struggle in understanding exactly what the OBGYN meant Um, and thankfully we have a application on our phones that can help translate it's not perfect but it's better than nothing so if you're struggling to find somebody to help you with that kind of care perhaps do what we did we crowdsourced from Facebook by asking in a group of foreigners living in our home city in Korea and that's how we found our first gynecologist and then, as you prepare for those initial appointments, it's a good thing to know if you have any background medical history that is important for that checkup. Um, also, personal things like the doctor's going to likely ask you when your wife had her menstrual cycle last. So, keep those things in mind for that first visit. And just remember that, well, in my experience, the next 12 weeks are going to be extremely hectic for mom's body because if it's her first time which it is my wife's first time her body is going to go through a huge amount of change both hormonal and structural and as a lady that we spoke to said she's a doula by profession she said to us you know there's nothing abnormal in these kinds of situations so you can't really ask questions like is such and such normal because what's normal for one lady isn't going to be normal for another so that's something we learned very very quickly and i think it's very important just to always be emotionally available we did have a couple of instances where we panicked because some unusual things happened, and I'm not sure if it's normal or not. Whether these things happen from speaking to the people at the hospital, it does seem like some women experience what my wife experienced early on, and we had to rush to the hospital a few times, and it was extremely stressful for me. So, can you only imagine what the the person who's carrying the baby is going through, what your wife or your partner is going through in those moments? And, um, yeah, I just think that it's such an incredible time, that first period, those first 12 weeks. And um, you want your wife to just always feel supported. And I know it's early days, but I recommend just keeping in mind that even early on, some women experience uh, prenatal mood disorder. So be on the lookout for that. If if you notice some drastic changes, be there for her, help her out, um, because yeah, it's already such a difficult experience. You don't want to miss those things. And I can tell you right now from my experience, the first time you see your baby on an ultrasound is going to be extremely, extremely emotionally powerful. I had tears in my eyes the first time I heard the heartbeat, and. Well, yeah, it's, it's such a great moment. And enjoy this amazing and intense experience that you and your wife are going to go through or you and your partner are going to go through. Bringing a baby into the world is not always going to be easy, but I think I've really come to terms with the fact that it is one of life's, if not life's, most incredible blessing. And I think it needs to be and deserves to be treated with the highest Level of respect. And maybe I can just walk you through each month briefly and what we experienced. So, in our first month, when my wife had just fallen pregnant, I didn't really notice any big changes physically from my side. I couldn't see any baby bump or anything like that. And my wife was also emotionally very, very stable. So those changes didn't really happen for us. Normally, the physical ones, you shouldn't expect to happen. Emotionally, obviously, everyone's different. My wife did experience quite a bit of morning sickness, even from the, the first month. And I think it was just her body getting ready for the next eight months ahead. And uh, yeah, I think, as I said earlier, it's a great time to assess your lifestyle and make sure that you're preparing to bring that baby into the world, into an environment that's conducive to, to childhood. And we also started immediately planning for parenthood and we started writing out checklists for what we'd need for the baby, and how we'd prepare the nursery, and all those things. And while that first month, there doesn't seem to be a heck of a lot going on, it's not too early to try and be the best supporting partner you can be. Try not to get stressed out, and I know that's sometimes easier said than done, but just remember how incredible this journey is going to be. And then after the first month passed, I'm just kind of digging back through my memory. I think with my wife, again on the surface, you couldn't really see any outward changes too much. And we decided to not tell anyone about the pregnancy until we felt a little bit more comfortable to do so. And... It's not really obvious that she has a baby because, as I said, the physical changes most likely won't be too significant yet. And I was told that a lot of women start to experience a bit of fatigue at this time of pregnancy. But my wife was an absolute trooper. And the only thing, again, that she did experience a lot of was that morning sickness. And although it's called morning sickness, she did have it at other times as well it wasn't only in the morning and i'm pretty sure it's due to those those hormonal changes which are obviously massive that are happening within her body i mean her body's preparing for breastfeeding and her uterus is expanding so all these things are changing and it's it's quite tough um So, yeah, again, I just made sure that I was there very supportive. Encourage as much as you can. Try and support healthy eating habits. And remember that old saying of treat your body like a temple. That's what you want mom to do. And I think it's easier to get mom on board if you yourself are doing the same. So, yeah, as a team, try and stick to your eating plan. And for us, the end of the third month was absolutely massive because, as I said, we had a couple of scares. I think around week six and week eight or something like that, we had a couple of scares. We had to rush off to the hospital. So we really felt that at the end of that first trimester, we'd achieved something important. And I think with my wife, we didn't notice – Increased fatigue, which is something, again, that I said people report. She did notice that her frequency of urination was starting to ramp up. She had to go to the bathroom a little bit more often. And the morning sickness that she was experiencing started to die away very, very quickly. I think by week 12 or 13, it was essentially done for her. The one nice thing that my wife experienced was she didn't really get dis- disrupted sleep early in her pregnancy. So some people report trouble sleeping, even early on. And for my wife, she was very lucky in that she was sleeping right through the night, no issues. And we had also done a couple of doctor's appointments one, because of the emergency. So we'd been in touch with the doctor a little bit more than we would have liked to. And then also we scheduled the big ultrasound and we got to see the baby for the first time and hear the baby's heartbeat, as I explained earlier. Oh, what an incredible, incredible moment. Something that I'll never forget. Once you hear the heartbeat, something just something just turned on for me. Um, I really realized, which kind of hit me in the face full on, that. You know, I'm becoming a dad and this is a really, really important moment. And I guess also one of the biggest reliefs is that if you can get to the end of the first trimester, the likelihood of miscarriages does decrease quite rapidly each week after the first trimester ends. So you might want to use this time to share the news if you were worried about sharing it previously. My wife and I did it in two stages. We told our parents after 10 weeks and then we told our other relatives after 12 weeks and then very close friends as well. And then basically we just said to everyone, if you want to share, you can share. It's up to you. And when people asked, we were open about it after that. And I think by 14 weeks, pretty much everyone in our close circle knew just through osmosis as well. And yeah, I think for me, it was really nice letting everyone know because I was just so excited to tell people, especially family and close friends. So those were some of the experiences that I had during the first trimester. I could go into a lot more detail, but I just want to give you sort of a high level view of what we experienced so that you can get a sense of the fact that each of you will have a unique experience and that. What I went through isn't necessarily what you'll go through, and just to remember that there's no such thing as normal or abnormal when dealing with a pregnancy. Alrighty, so that's that for the first trimester, and in our situation, we essentially cruised through the second trimester. My wife really felt a lot better. Her nausea disappeared, and I guess she was lucky that in the first trimester she didn't really feel the tightness. But ladies that do experience tightness in the first trimester often report back that in the second trimester that eases off. And now this is also the time where your baby bump will start to show if you're carrying the baby. And you may even feel your baby moving. And to me, this is another incredible, incredible experience. And for dads-to-be, my recommendation is that during this phase, your partner is going to probably be feeling the best in terms of the the three trimesters. She's going to be excited. She's going to be amped. So use this time to harness that excitement. Uh, Whether you feel your baby kicking for the first time or you start putting the nursery together, these are great moments to bond and soak in this incredible journey that you're on together. And here I will also again share some insights into some of the personal things that my wife and I experienced and what we did in her second trimester. Now, as I said earlier, this is often the easiest trimester for ladies and this was certainly the case for my wife. And I guess everything's relative. You know, no stage of pregnancy is easy and simple, but for us, this was definitely, definitely... The best. This is also the time where you'll likely find out your baby's biological sex if that's something you want to know before the baby is born. And we used this time to plan our nursery and to get all the required things that we'd need for the baby's first three months at least. We started looking quite seriously at baby's names and yeah, it was just a great time for us to put our heads together and get everything ready for baby arriving. We did shopping for furniture for the nursery and all that kind of stuff, accessories, bedding. And in our situation, we used mostly online retail for most things. And then we also got some stuff from our baby registry. And we also hosted my wife's baby shower in, the, in that period as well. Um, we also shifted in our second trimester. We changed hospitals. We were not happy with our original hospital. Once we presented our birthing plan to them, they told us that some of the things we had requested weren't going to be available to us in that birthing facility. And luckily we found a, a secondary one it's a bit of a drive. It's about an hour and a bit away. But it was incredible how accommodating they were to everything that we wanted, so we decided we felt much more comfortable there. And from my experience in the second trimester, things happen a lot more rapidly than in the in the first trimester in terms of baby development and you see the physical changes in mom, you feel the kicks and it's It's really, really cool to experience those things. Another thing that I would note here that we did is that we alerted our employees, sorry, our employers, we alerted our employers about the fact that my wife was pregnant, because obviously they need to know on her end that she's going to be taking maternity leave. I get 10 days of maternity, sorry, paternity leave as well. So I get to take two weeks to be at home. And... Yeah, that's that's kind of everything from a high-level view in terms of an overview of the second trimester. And maybe I can just touch on some of the experiences that I had personally. So when we found out that we were having a daughter, my initial feelings and just 100% transparency and honesty here, I was a bit disappointed. I'd hyped up the fact that having a boy would be awesome because as a guy, I thought that, sharing my ideas of masculinity and being a man and sports and all the things that I love doing, I just thought I'd be able to connect with a little boy in a different way than I would with a girl. And those feelings didn't last very long. That was about 24 hours. And the next day, I was just reminded of how incredible it is to be having the opportunity to be a father regardless of the sex of the child. So that wore very quickly, as I said. And then also, I'm a teacher at the moment. I teach in South Korea and I get to interact with boys and girls. And I just realized that both have their pros and their cons. And I think when I really dig into it, I was experiencing more uncertainty than I was disappointment. I think I wanted a boy mostly because it felt easy to me to be a, a boy dad. It felt very natural. It felt like it would come very naturally to me. Whereas being a girl dad, I've got some insecurities and some uncertainties and some self-doubt about the kind of dad that I am expected to be for a girl. And I I think that those were actually the real things driving my feelings. And What I immediately did was I started reading up about being a girl dad, how to raise strong, independent women as a father, and speaking to dads who've had daughters already and speaking to my dad who's had many daughters. And all those kinds of things really made me feel a little bit more comfortable with the whole situation. And I'm super excited to be a girl dad. Hopefully, it means that I won't be super overprotective and... I need to obviously be careful of that and mindful of that. And the other thing that was also extremely interesting in this, in those three months of the second trimester, were experiencing those kicks and movements of baby. It's something to really, really cherish. And one thing I did also start actively trying to do is trying to take over some of the responsibilities in the home that my wife used to do, not trying to brag about it or try and make a big deal about it, but just doing it subtly, doing a load of washing here and there, making sure to wipe the counters, trying to always keep the dishes clean, and those kinds of things. I didn't always get it right. I wasn't perfect, but I did certainly try my best to support her as much as possible through things like that. And I guess, yeah, that kind of wraps up my experience of of the second trimester and the final trimester, the third trimester, the one that we're in at the moment, I will share what we've experienced and I will also give an overview of what it could entail, things that we haven't quite gone through yet because we haven't reached, obviously, the end of the third trimester for us. And I've done some some research and read books about it so i'll share that with you and then i'll share our experiences so far so when you hit the third trimester it'll feel like you're rounding the final corner if you've ever run a 400 meter and you're on the home stretch you know that you are almost there and it can feel as if your 400 meter has now turned into a marathon and you just can't wait for it to be over i know that i'm super super excited to actually meet the baby. And you also notice how rapidly baby grows and how quickly mom's stomach pops out. The baby puts on incredible amounts of weight in terms of percentages from week to week. And you may notice that your wife gets back pains. Perhaps she feels a bit breathless when doing something simple like walking up a flight of stairs and I know sleeping becomes a problem for a lot of ladies. My sister recently had a baby in June, actually a day before my birthday, and she reported to us that she really struggled with sleep, especially in the latter parts of her pregnancy. And I did notice with my wife, and this is something that other women also experience, the emotions and the hormones definitely are heightened at this point in time. And while I'm feeling excited and Jittery as D-Day approaches, I'd have noticed my wife is a bit more sensitive. So I need to be—I needed to be a little bit more careful around her and continue to be a bit more empathetic and compassionate around her. And yeah, this is the moment. I mean, I'm feeling ready. I feel like it's time for me to step up to the plate, be as supportive as ever in these final moments. And maybe if she's experiencing a bit of back pain, offer up your services as a masseuse. Give her a gentle back massage. Um, I think now more so than ever, take over grocery runs and cleaning of the home. And yeah, just make sure she feels as if she's acing it. Reassure her that she's doing incredibly well and that you stand behind her and have her back in every single situation. A great thing for the third trimester is you're going to reach viability in this period and that means that if your baby comes early that it has a high percentage chance of surviving regardless of how early it comes and that's something that really put me at ease and I think it's just we had a little bit of stress and PTSD around the pregnancy because in the beginning we had those those scares that I've spoken about and each week for us felt incredibly incredibly important because it meant that baby was more and more likely to arrive safely. And at this point in time, you'll notice your partner's stomach is fully stretched out. My wife's belly button basically doesn't exist anymore. And uh, she's also gotten a bit of dry skin and a bit itchy. So she's been applying some very gentle moisturizer to her stomach, something that you might need to think of having a, Fragrance-free, very natural cream that you can use later on in the pregnancy. And as I said, yeah, this is a moment for you as dad to really step up and take care of the home while mom gets to put up her feet. My wife is experiencing extremely swollen feet, and um, we joke a little bit about her cankles. Uh, my wife's a small woman, so. Looking at her feet in the state they are now looks absolutely absurd, and her ankles and feet are massive. Almost looks like she's been stung by bees, and she was wearing her Birkenstock slip-ons the other day, and it basically they look like cooked pork sausages, you know, when they get sort of swollen up and turgid. That's exactly what her feet looked like. They looked like um, pork sausages on the barbecue. It was actually amazing. And yeah, this this is a period where you should definitely finalize your birthing plan. We've got everything nailed out with our midwife and our gynecologist. And so we are, I think, ready to go. Another thing, uh, we don't have a car. So we didn't have to do this. But if you own a car, get that car seat installed. Pack your hospital bag as well. Make sure you're ready to go. If baby arrives and you aren't ready... There's nothing worse than being unprepared in that moment. And yeah, I, th- I guess in this moment as well to say massive congratulations if you're at the end of the road. And I hope you're as excited as I am to be a dad. And if you have any other questions about trimesters 1, 2 and 3, if you want to ask me anything personally, please don't hesitate to ask on Facebook because I'll be posting... The episode and the links to facebook you can always just shoot me a message there well i can't believe i'm already nearing 40 minutes for this episode this one is going to be a little bit longer because i just want to cover a few more things before ending the episode today and before i continue i just want to remind you that your pregnancy experience with your wife or your partner is going to be unique just as every woman is unique every pregnancy is unique the changes and transformations that your partner goes through may not necessarily be the same as mine. It might be easier. It might be more difficult. It might be less emotional. It might be more emotional. These things vary greatly from person to person and from pregnancy to pregnancy. Even your first child and your second child could be completely different experiences. These are things that I've heard from women who've had multiple children. So keep that in mind. And, you know, something I found myself asking a lot during the pregnancy is how can I better understand some of these emotional changes that I might want to be prepared for and I've done a shit ton of reading online and maybe I can just share with you some of the things that I've learned and hopefully you can take something away and then I'll wrap up the episode and I think that because pregnancy is so transformative and the physi- physiological and hormonal and emotional changes are so big, it's important to, to be prepared for them. Remember, these are hormonal changes and they can be influenced by the environment and your behavior as well. Don't forget that. As well as the social factors that surround you guys as you go through pregnancy. The emotional health of mom is incredibly important. Obviously, that goes without saying that how she's feeling and what she's going through is going to have an impact on the development of the child. Some things that I want to highlight here are mood and mood swings. And these generally are downstream from the hormonal changes that I've mentioned. And expecting moms may experience rapid changes to emotions. My wife, from personal experience, didn't really experience many emotional shifts until a bit later on in the third trimester. I noticed she was a bit more sensitive and I could set her off quite quickly if I said or did something silly. So just be wary of that and just be careful you don't make her feel more upset or angry than she has to be. Because remember, one minute she's going to be happy, the next minute she could be anxious, sad. These are normal experiences. Try not to be the person exacerbating it, making it worse. Then there's also anxiety. And obviously, there are so many things to worry about. You're worrying about the health of the baby. What is childbirth going to be like? Am I going to be a good parent or a bad parent? Is my personal life going to change? What is work going to say? You know, these are all the things that you start to wonder about when you're becoming... A parent, and it's even more intense for mother. She's the one going through the actual process of pregnancy. So just bear that in mind. She's carrying around the child, and she's got all these worries and the impact that the increased stress and cortisol can have on the baby. Another thing is, and what we experienced, is just an overwhelming sense of joy and excitement for baby. And, you know, she's going to probably start. Daydreaming of the outfits that the child's going to wear, what the first birthday party is going to be like. And they really go through a process of nesting and preparation for their baby. I can see that in terms of the nursery and getting things ready, my wife is far more deeply connected to that process than I could ever be, which is normal, right? She's carrying the child. She's. The one who has a far more intimate connection with a child in these early stages. The next one is something that thankfully we have been lucky with and haven't experienced so far, and that is depression in pregnancy. And yes, of course, pregnancy is an incredibly joyful time most of the time, but some women will experience depressive symptoms throughout the pregnancy, and this is known as antenatal depression. So, if your wife goes through sadness, she doesn't seem to be interested in doing any activities, she's struggling to sleep, her appetite disappears, I mean, touch wood that this doesn't happen, but some women experience suicide and thoughts of harming themselves. If you experience any of these signs coming from your wife or your partner, please, please Seek the help that you need, get it sorted out because as I said, although it's joyful for most women, it can be um, a depressive period for others. And remember, your wife's body is changing a lot as well and body concern issues are a real thing. I mean, imagine how you feel when you pack on a lot of weight in your stomach is hanging out because you've had too much beer for nine months and you look in yourself in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself. That's ultimately what your partner's going to be going through. Their body's accommodating a baby, and that changing body image can be something that a lot of women struggle with. So those feelings of insecurity and discomfort and a decreased sense of self-worth are things you should keep in mind and be sensitive about and trust me no commenting do not comment on her body and what it looks like unless of course you like fighting with your wife or your partner Then go ahead another thing to be wary of is relationship dynamics and changing dynamics pregnancy i've heard can bring about shifts in your relationship now these can be good and bad I felt an extreme closeness with my wife and it's a different kinds of, kind of closeness. It's a different kind of intimacy and the bond between us has definitely grown and changed. Bear in mind that there can also be more tension, there can be emotional distance, there can be conflict. Those things can also happen. For us, we were lucky in that it didn't. We've been there for each other and yeah, just remember be supportive of one another. Take care of each other during this time. And the last one is something that I didn't really think too much about until we spoke with a large group of pregnant women on an online birthing class, and that's fear of childbirth. There's actually a phobia, and hopefully, don't mess this name up. It's tocophobia. And this is the severe fear of childbirth. And I think it's an irrational fear as well because that's generally what phobias are. It's being more scared of it than you should be. And this is definitely more common in first-time mothers because they haven't experienced childbirth before and in women who've experienced traumatic birthing experiences. So, yeah, that's the last one. And just be mindful of that one because at the end of the day, you're not the one that has to get that baby out. And it can be a real fear and a scary moment for for a lot of moms so i hope that now that you understand these emotional changes you can prepare for the impact that they potentially are going to have on your relationship with your partner and as an expecting dad i want you to empathize and support your partner as much as you can and hopefully understanding these things will make make it so that you can be an effective supporting partner All right, so I think I can move on to another important topic and that's the significance of being an active, involved dad. Your active participation is going to go a long way to help increasing that bond with your partner. I think that it's important to be a part of this incredible process And I'll give you several ways that you can help and engage in the pregnancy. One of the most important that I did, that I felt it was very important to do, was going to each and every single doctor's appointment. I also joined my wife for all of the childbirth classes. And this is an actionable, clear way to show your wife that you're there and you support her. You're also going to be gaining all the knowledge that you need about the pregnancy from doctors and doulas and other women who've had babies before if you're there for the, the birthing class and the doctor's appointments. So, yeah, it's great. If you understand what your partner's going through, then you'll know what to expect as the big day approaches. And, of course, there's the birthing day itself. I, As I said, I've yet to arrive at that big day. But I'm sure you want to be as present as possible on the day. So, in my opinion, clear your schedule. Make sure that you are there 100% for that day. Don't miss it. I've read books and listened to podcasts and watched YouTube videos of dads who missed the birth of their child. And describing it as one of the biggest regrets of their life because they didn't have the balls to stand up to their boss or whoever it may be and tell them this is a non-negotiable for me I'm going to be there for the birth of my child so that's my position non-negotiable it's more important than anything else if I lose my job so be it I do not want to be living with a regret I'll get another job that's guaranteed but I'll never get another opportunity to to watch the birth of my child and to be there to support my wife And another thing to bear in mind that once the birth is over with, your job isn't over, right? You are now setting the foundation for the relationship or the kind of relationship you want to have with your kid. And these early days are super important. So if you have the opportunity to do kangaroo care, which is the skin-to-skin contact, do so early on. Uh, I think our birthing facility allows it because we're doing in-room care of the baby. So both my wife and I will do kangaroo care. And this is going to facilitate the bond that you want to have with your child. And the skin-to-skin contact early on has been found to have significant developmental benefits for the baby. You remember that baby's been in a dark, warm, private place for the last nine months. The last thing it wants to do is suddenly be separated from the smells and the heartbeat of it, of its mom. So something just to bear in mind. And I think by actively engaging in this pregnancy journey, not only will you strengthen the bond with your partner, you are setting the groundwork for that up-and-coming fatherhood relationship you have with your child. You want to learn and grow and prepare for fatherhood in the most hands-on way possible. And this is a great way to do it. I think that emotional support and communication is so vital across the length of the pregnancy. I've spoken about it a few times already on this podcast. And remember, during the pregnancy, after the pregnancy, keep that communication open and honest, but also empathetic, right? During the pregnancy, this is so, so significant. I found it so important your partner's going to be going through all those changes I mentioned, and if you keep your communication open, you're going to be able to express all the feelings, your concerns, and this is going to deepen the understanding the two of you have for each other. For you soon-to-be dads, you can ask your partner how she's feeling. Make sure you listen actively. Wait for her response to finish. Make sure you validate her experiences as she's going through a hell of a lot. And make sure that you share your feelings. Try not to close yourself off. I know for me personally, it's not always easy for me to be as transparent about my feelings as I'd like to be, just because I feel that I want to be the rock. I don't want to be the one who's showing emotional weakness in the worry that my wife needs me to be strong for her. So, yeah, In that sense, I have to balance those things out and remember that I need to stay as open as possible. And it's not necessarily a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength in your relationship that you can be open and honest with one another. And remember, if you're feeling overwhelmed, excited, anxious, all of these feelings are natural. Talk about it. Share them with your partner. I remember it took me about a week to digest and process how I felt about having a girl like I spoke about earlier took me a week to make sure that I understood exactly what the hell was going on with me for me to share it with my wife and talk about it and I mean she's not she's not silly she's not dumb she realized she picked up on something that was a bit off and she was just giving me time and space to share those feelings with her and once I did she really really appreciated it so just bear that in mind Don't be afraid to talk about things once you've had time to process them. And as I said, you know, communication and emotional support, these things are going to extend beyond the pregnancy. These are foundational to strong families and good family lives. So understanding one another, meeting each other's emotional needs, these are going to lead to a healthier, more supportive environment for both mom, child and dad. And the last thing that I want to touch on before wrapping up is building a strong foundation for fatherhood. And I know most men out there, you want to make sure that you're providing for your family, but you also want to start thinking about the qualities and values and skills and what it means to you to be a successful, involved dad. One thing that I I certainly need to work on is patience, whether it's coping with the baby that's most likely going to have some rough nights crying or dealing with tantrums as they grow up and age into toddlers. It's a virtue that I think everyone needs to cultivate, but more importantly, dads need to cultivate. I find myself getting very impatient at times, especially in things like waiting for queues and, and traffic and those kinds of things. And patience allows you to handle stressful situations with a different perspective. And so, yeah, being calm and nurturing around your child is always is always something to keep in mind. Another thing that I've been thinking about is flexibility, and that's something that I'm naturally quite good at. If you speak to an experienced parent, they're going to tell you that children can be unpredictable and plans can change at the drop of a hat. You're going to need to be adaptable and willing to go with the flow. This is going to make your journey as a parent much less stressful. Of course, you're going to also want to cultivate nurturing abilities, as these are at the core of parenthood. This includes things like basics when feeding and changing diapers, comforting a child, responding to their emotional needs. These nurturing interactions not only promote your child's development, but also strengthen the bond between father and child. Another important thing is that when dealing with this crazy whirlwind of parenting is not to overlook your own health and wellness. And that's where the future of this podcast is going. Once my child is here, that's the journey that I want to share with you and how I balance fatherhood with fitness. So remember to get enough sleep. If you're healthy, you're going to be better able to meet the demands of fatherhood. Take care of your physical health, seek emotional support when you need it, and make sure you take some downtime if you're feeling like you're running out of energy. I get the feeling that fatherhood is going to be a bit of a balancing act, and juggling work and parenting responsibilities are going to be interesting challenges, and I don't think anything in life can prepare you for what it's really going to be like. Ultimately, you can strategize and maintain a healthy work-life fitness balance. I think it's going to be important going forward to make sure that I set boundaries with work and prioritize what's important to me, which is being an incredibly hands-on and present father. And to remember that help is available when you need it. I think that from my experience, I've grown and I've learned so much I've had to embrace change. I've had to learn new things. And I think I've constantly wanted to upgrade and try and be a better parent. And hopefully that will continue into the future. And, yeah, that's a wrap for today. I think I dived pretty deep into the world of pregnancy. And it's a journey that is going to be transformational for you and your partner. I hope that it's going to fill you with extreme joy. And that you can mount up the courage to face the challenges head on. As I've discussed, if you can understand all these changes and the process that's happening, you can be more empathetic, you can be more supportive, but you can also be better equipped in the role that you're going to be expected to play. Whether it's the physical changes during each of the trimesters that I discussed, or the emotional shifts your partner experiences, or perhaps the importance of your active involvement and emotional support, every aspect of understanding pregnancy paves the way for a fulfilling journey into fatherhood. By embracing these changes and stepping up as an involved dad, you're not only just supporting your partner, but you're also fostering an environment for your child to thrive in. As I wrap up this episode, I'd like to give you a little challenge. I want to challenge you to lean into this life-altering journey. Take the initiative to learn more, to be more involved and to open up the channels of communication with your partner. Embrace the patience, the nurturing and the unwavering support that form the cornerstone of fatherhood. Remember, your journey doesn't end here. In fact, it's only just beginning. And to support you every step of the way, I'll be sure to release more episodes, more insights and more tips to try and help you navigate the beautiful chaos of fatherhood. So I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast share this episode with fathers or expecting dads and those people who benefit from this information. Please, another favor, could you leave me a rating or a review? By giving your feedback, it really helps improve the show and also it helps other dads find the podcast, which will hopefully help them in understanding this journey. So yeah, that's it. Until next time. Embrace your journey, celebrate your growth, and remember, understanding pregnancy is the first step towards a fulfilling journey of fatherhood. And thank you for tuning in to Fitness for Fatherhood. And please, stay connected, stay informed, most importantly, stay involved. I'll see you in the next episode on Wednesday. Until then, future fathers, please remember, you're not just expected to be there for your partner, you're needed every step of the way. Your journey matters your growth matters, and your role as dad matters. Cherish it. Goodbye and take care.